Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is a lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Praise God. Please let's welcome PM this morning for a time of ministration. have a seat in God's presence. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just before I start, I just want us to celebrate somebody. His, um, I call him my favorite brother-in-law. He just came from the UK this morning. Uncle Richie, <laughs> please, my brother-in-law. <laughs> my favorite brother-in-law. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you very much for coming to worship with us. We love you. It's been a long while I've seen him. I, I want to thank God for this honor to bring the word to you. And I also want to thank my husband for the privilege. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, like Paul, Apostle Paul was sent to the Gentiles. And Peter was sent to the Jews. This morning I have been sent to the singles in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Singles in the house. Praise God. But don't worry. The, the married ones are not, they are not left out. Yes, the food, the food will go around. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I am not a preacher stroke comedian like my husband. I am just a preacher and I trust God. <laughs> I trust God that you will be blessed. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this honor and privilege to bring your word to the people. Lord, I ask that let the light of the word shine in our hearts this morning. Let the eyes of understanding be enlightened by the reason of your word. Let every relationship that needs to be broken be broken by the power of your word. And let the ones that need to be formed come into existence. Let every troubled marriage experience your peace by the power of your word this morning. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Okay, so the Holy Spirit titled this message... The foundation of your marriage. The foundation of your marriage. So let's open our Bibles to this very popular scriptures, Psalms 11 verse 3. Psalms 11 verse 3. The foundation of your marriage. Scripture says, if the foundations are destroyed... What can the righteous do? I mean, it's a very popular scripture. It's so popular that, you know, when you come across it, ah, it, it the impression it gives you is like, it's a rhetorical question. It's not supposed to be answered. I mean, if the foundations are destroyed, the foundations are destroyed, right? Yeah, no. So, uh, it's self-explanatory, like, what can the righteous do? Absolutely nothing. Oh, please. The foundations are destroyed. But hey, what that 
question means. It says, if the foundations are destroyed, if the foundation of the building is weak, and the building is shaking, about to be collapsed, and the person in it is trapped, crying for help, says, what can the righteous do? It is a question, not rhetorical. What can the righteous do? The righteous can do something. The righteous can repair the foundation. The righteous can repair the foundation if the foundation is not damaged beyond repair. Look at what, what, how David started you know, that passage. Verse 1. Let's look at it. Psalms 11 verse 1. He said, I beg you be fast. Pastor said, I don't have time. In the Lord, I will put my trust. How say you? How say what? I can't see it. How say ye to my soul? Flee like a bird to your mountains. How dare you say that to me? I put my trust in God. I take refuge in God. I believe that God can still save my marriage. How can you say to me, flee from this hell of a thing you call marriage? There is no hope. When scripture says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So if the foundation of your marriage is not damaged beyond repair, what can the righteous do? The righteous can repair it. The righteous can repair it. But hey, there are some dangerous cases in marriage. I mean, a marriage that is trying to claim your life, that kind of marriage is damaged beyond repair. What can the righteous do? The righteous cannot do anything until the building collapses totally. Then the righteous can build again. So, that scripture is talking about two things. If the foundations are destroyed, meaning is the foundation is destroyed beyond repair. One. Or if the foundation is not damaged beyond repair. Two. If it is damaged beyond repair, we start all over again. We pull it down. If it is not damaged beyond repair, we repair it. So if the two can say Christ in me, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory, we can repair it. Scripture says, can two work together? Except they agree. The righteous can do something. So you know, this morning, you know, instead of going through all this stress, is it damaged beyond repair? Is it not damaged beyond repair? You can avoid it. 
You can avoid that frustration. You can avoid it. As singles, you can avoid it. You can still avoid it. Because many people start up the building of their marriage on a very weak, destructive foundation. Very weak, destructive foundation. Let's go through them. What are these weak, destructive foundation? Number one. Number one. Marriage is not based on feelings. Marriage is not shallow. It's not on the surface. It's deeper than how you feel for your partner. It's deeper than just mere attraction. Marriage is not based on feelings. You know why? I can assure you. I give you one month of marriage. Who does who does this gives? This gives. Ah, I mean, when I see him like this, butterfly, there's just butterfly. Natural butterfly. It will vanish when you are faced with life issues. It's not based on feelings. I mean, you, you, you come into marriage and you build your marriage based on attraction, physical attraction. Oh, yes, pastor says you must like what you see. It is true. You must like what you see. But you are, that is the reason, the main reason you are marrying the person. Ah, it is like you are building your house on a sand. So when life issues come, collapses. Collapses. I mean, there was this pretty lady. When I say pretty, oh, you can't debate it. It's pretty lady. And spiritual. When I say spiritual, it's not today. Spiritual lady. And she came to me and said she wanted to make a choice. You know, that how, how did I get to know that pastor, you know, is your husband? How, how, did I, how did I do it? How did I know? And she told me, you know, what she's going through, that there's this guy, you know, I mean, he just, he just, she just, she's just naturally attracted to the guy. Like, I mean, he's so, <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> As in, like, when I see him, <laughs> I just feel like hugging him. <laughs> I said, okay. And there's this other guy. He said, the, the one that she's attracted to that, but he's not really, really spiritual like that. Like, no, not even spiritual. He's just cool, Sha. Just cool. And he said, there's this other guy. He's just there. He's, just, he's not like he's ugly, no. As in, he's okay. But he, and he's spiritually inclined. Okay. I said, he said, it's okay. Oh, yes, it's okay. Well, so I'm not, like, I'm not. I said, okay. I said, well, to me, if you want to know what I feel, I said, that one, that you are, you are, sorry, you are, you are physically attracted to, I mean, that one that is not spiritually inclined. I said, it's just panda. It's not gold. 
it will be shining from afar like this. You know when you see under, it will be shining at you. I mean, it will, you will be attracted from far. But when you see gold from far, it doesn't look like gold. But when you come close to it, you look at it. You feel it. Ah, this thing is solid though. Ah, no, it's gold. I said, it is that one that you are not attracted to. That one is real gold. She said, thank you, ma. <laughs> marriage is not based on feelings. Number two. Marriage is not a gamble. It's not a gamble. Ah, okay. You know, I think he's the one. I think, I, th- I just think he's the one. You think. You think. When it comes to marriage, you, you, you think. So you are not sure. You're not convinced. There's no conviction. You, you think. I think. Marriage is not a gamble. I mean, let's just try this thing called marriage. Let's just try it out. Let's try it out. If it works, fine. If it doesn't work, we move. <laughs> huh? Marriage. You, you, are tr- you are trying what out? Is it, is it clothes? Is it shoe? You move. You move to where? Show me Matthew 19. Let's see what God says about marriage. Matthew 19 verse 4. You move. Matthew 19 verse 4. See, and he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female next? Mm Mm-hmm. And said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and the twin shall be one flesh. Please don't be showing me all this kind of... Next verse. Wherefore, next verse, is this next verse? Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Next verse. Look at the question. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man could, could, could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Next verse. Look at how Jesus replied. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. But in the beginning, he said it was not what God had originally intended you move you move to where in the beginning it was not so when God ordained marriage he didn't didn't have divorce in mind but when you come into marriage with a hard heart I'm going there marriage is not a gamble you know, when you, when you come into marriage with the mind of, if it doesn't work, I mean, I don't have time for this. So. You come into marriage with that kind of foundation. <laughs> mm. Next. Marriage is not a wedding. These, these are weak, destructive foundation. Marriage is not a wedding. 
you so much focus on that day, on that one day. I mean, how that day will be so successful that even African magic will be talking about it. And you forgot or you do not care about how the ever after will be successful. Ah! That's a very weak, destructive foundation. It's a bad way to start a marriage. Marriage is not a wedding. Next one, that's number four. This is number four now. Marriage is not a game. Marriage is not a game. It's not who can play the game. It's not big brother Niger kind of love. Marriage is not a competition. It's not a game. You don't come into marriage and say, your money is our money, but my money is my money. When scripture says, and two, the two shall become one flesh. One flesh. Means that your thing is my thing. And my thing is your thing. It is our own. It's not a competition. But we have marriages where husband will be envying wife. And wife will be envying husband. Ha! Ah, in a marriage. Marriage. So what are you doing together? That kind of person can kill you. You envy each other. It's not a game. It's not a competition. It's not. I'm any more than my husband. I've built a house. He has not built anything. No. Have you seen his car? Ha! <laughs> Have you seen my car? You're doing competition with your husband? And husband too is doing competition with the wife? Ha! That's number four. Number five. Marriage is not based on infidelity. No. No. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Hebrews 13 verse 4. I mean, how can you come into marriage? Because you are a man. And you have money. I'm taking care of her now. She's okay. She's, she's okay. I mean, and you see a chick. It doesn't mean anything to you. I mean, I'm a man now. No. Hebrews 13 verse 4. Give honor to marriage. And remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. That's all I would say. So when you come into marriage with weak, destructive foundation, you start building your marriage on that. On, 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 on competition. Envy. Ha! Ah. <laughs> they are weak that is a weak way to start up a marriage a weak way Romans chapter 8 verse 6 now I just want to start preaching Romans chapter 8 verse 6 I just want to start preaching so we've, we've seen you know what weak 
uh, what a weak foundation can be in marriage. Just see, Romans, oh God. For to be carnally minded is death. Death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Is life. And the Holy Spirit now put Jara and peace. For to be carnally minded is death. Death. But to be spiritually minded is life. And what? Peace of mind. So the thing is, they, when you come into marriage with a carnal mind, because you are wondering how, how is this scripture related you know, to marriage? When you come into marriage with a carnal mind, mindset, mindset, the mindset of infidelity, the mindset of uh, uh, if it doesn't work, we move, with the mindset of, of competition. Bible says the marriage will, grow, will just be dying gradually, gradually, until it collapses. Beyond repair, or maybe not beyond repair. You know, because there are some strongholds and evil mentality that people carry into marriage. Those are the foundation that destroy our marriages. So when you build the foundation of your marriage on carnality, meaning that when you come into marriage with a carnal mind, the marriage begins to die slowly. Because there is a carnal and worldly manual for marriage. There's a, there's a manual that the world has made for marriage. Like my thing is my thing, but your thing is our thing. It's a canal manual. It's a worldly manual. It's not scriptural. But there is a spiritual manual. God's way that you can follow. So whichever one you want, you follow the canal manual, the, the worldly manual, or you follow the spiritual manual. When you follow the spiritual manual, Abu says, you will have life. Your marriage will be full of life. And you will have peace of mind. Praise God. Hope I'm not boring you this morning. I mean, if you, as a single person, hmm? let's say, Sister Jennifer of God now, you are, you are single, so you want, to, you want to get married. You want to mingle. Okay? So, you have seen, you have prepared for marriage. You, can, you have read the Bible and seen what, what it says about marriage. So, you, uh, the Bible tells you that wife, be what? Submissive to your husband. So, you come into marriage with that spiritual mind, mindset, Abby. So you want to be submissive. But God forbid, unfortunately, oh, God forbid, you now hook up, you get married to somebody that does not recognize uh, uh, 
spiritual manual. Somebody that comes into marriage with carnal mind of infidelity that cannot love the, the, the wife. That is the problem we face in marriage. Carnal plus spiritual. There will be a problem. There will be a problem. That's the problem. So you begin to fight. Hey, hey, let it not be damaged beyond repair. Oh, pastor, help me. Let it not be damaged beyond repair. Oh, look at Brother Femi of God. Look at Brother Femi. Who comes into marriage, you know, with a, with a mind to love the wife, no matter what. But maybe, God forbid, God forbid, unfortunately, he now gets married to a woman that her mouth is as sharp as a razor that can insult you from morning to, till night and even embarrass you in the presence of your friends and family. The Bible says it's better to dwell in the wilderness or the rooftop than with a contentious woman. Ah, ah. How can you get hooked with such person? Knowing that you are ah, ah, Buddha, Buddha, Femi. <laughs> God forbid. I mean, this is, these are the problems that we face. Ephesians 5.17. Ephesians 5.17. Less, but understand what the, the Lord wants you to do. The Bible says, do not be unwise, my own version, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be unwise. So you want to start a business, do not you be unwise. I mean, you want to get a job, you do not be unwise. You want to make a decision such as I mean choosing a lifetime partner do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is understand do not be foolish Romans 12 verse 2 Romans 12, verse 2. Look at this. I'm going somewhere. And I will soon finish. And be not, be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what? That what? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Ah, let me read it. In, in, uh, is it an IV? Let me read it for you. Okay, okay. Yeah. I want you to see this, please. I'm so sorry to take your time. Yeah, NIV. Do you have NIV? No, is it NIV? No, please. Okay, amplified. Do you have amplified? Okay. 
Amplified. Romans. Romans. Sorry to take your time. I just want you to see something. Are you there yet? Are you there? Amplified. Do not be conformed to this world. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs. Listen. But be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. By its new ideals and its attitude. So that what? So that you may prove for yourselves. For yourselves. What is the good and acceptable perfect will of God? Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. It says that you may prove for yourselves. For yourselves. In his sight for you. It is for you. You know some people when you want to choose a life partner, you are so confused. You are so unwise that you cannot recognize the will of God for you. The will of God for you. So it is very, very important to be able to recognize the will of God for you when it comes to choosing a life partner. Okay, 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 PM. Okay, you know, I'm not as spiritual as you. I'm not that spiritual, you know. So how now? How can I recognize the will of God? How? I mean, I don't even know how God talks. How can I recognize? It is not hard. I'll take you through it. Philippians 2.13 Even though you are not so spiritual, Philippians 2.13. The Bible says, For it is God at work in you, but to will and to do for his good pleasure. It is God at work in you. God is at work in you, but to will and to do for his good pleasure. So when you are dating someone, And in, inside the relationship, you are not married, but the person can keep malice with you for like a week and he will not call you or she will not call you. Malice. You are not married yet. Oh. Ah, my brother, my sister, God is not at work in the person. Uh -uh. Even if you want to keep malice, it's okay. Maybe one day now. Uh -uh. Maybe one day, then we sort it. Which one is one week, two weeks? You did not call me. Because of what did I do? Because of what? Uh -uh. That's terrible. It is very terrible and it is a sign. So there are some signs that we see. That we just... Overlook, but he's cool now. He's cool. He's a cool guy. That's where your kind of mind will come in. He's a cool guy. And he has money. He has a good job. You know, he has a car. He's tall, dark, and handsome. He has a good job. As if he's somebody that, you know, you can present to your friends and say, this is my boyfriend. 
but he can keep malice with you. And when he's keeping malice with you, you are not, you don't have peace. You, you, you are always the one calling him. Call, he's not picking your call. It is a sign. <laughs> a disrespectful girlfriend. A very disrespectful. Bible says, all um, uh, wives, be submissive. I mean, if I'm going to marry, let me start showing, let me start seeing, I mean, uh-uh. that this person is very respectful. Ah, he, she respects me a lot. A disrespectful girlfriend is a sign. God is not at work in that kind of person. It is not at work. God is not at work in him, in how. And when you are dating, I mean, this person is always about sex, 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 sex. Always wants to press breasts. Always wants to kiss. Always want to enter the place. Ah, ah. We don't talk about future. We don't talk about many children we want to have. We don't talk about the future. We don't talk about anything. When we just see like this. Ah. In fact, I even voted for him like twice. Ha! Ah. It is a sign. Oh, it is a sign. God is not at work in him. Or ah. It is God. For it is God who is at work in you. But to will and to do. For his good pleasure. So when you are not seeing God at work. In the person you are dating. It is a sign my brother, my sister. I mean when. You are still getting the person. And the person is already angry when you receive a call from your sibling or from your mom. And so what is the problem? But she's not comfortable with it. Or she thinks you are a mommy's, mommy's boy. Or you think, why are you sending your sister money now? Why, why are you sending me money? Why are you sending her money? Have you bought the iPhone 13 for me? Have you bought it for me? You have not. But you have money to be sending to your brother, to your sister. Ah. Mm. It is a sign. But do you know, I'm closing with this. Do you know that there are some very good pretenders? They see that you come in the name of the Lord. Sister Jennifer. Oh, why am I calling Jennifer today? <laughs> like, Sister Jennifer is holy. Beautiful lady of God. So they will come like that. They are, they are, they are wolves in sheep clothing. They will disguise and say, they too, they are born again now. Do you know when I've been born again? <laughs> they will go and be cramming scripture because of you. Super pretenders. But do you know something? When you have the Holy Spirit, you will not fall prey. That is why it is good to be spiritual. I will leave you with this example. Back then when I was in school, you know, 
I was still uh, studying my diploma in MassCom. And I had this boyfriend. Hmm. I, I did tell so many people in school. Oh. But I had this boyfriend. He was so, so cool. Like, responsible guy. Che, you understand? Hmm? Responsible person. You know as they know. We loved each other. We loved each other. He was a good guy. But, you know, right from before I even get admission, I've been a church girl. Like church girl. Like you can't separate me from church. It's like you are cutting my head from my, my whole body like John the Baptist. You can't separate me. You can't separate church from you, me. No, no. So, you know, I noticed that he doesn't go to church. And then I would say, oh, you come to my church. Now come to my church. You say, no, 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 he doesn't like church. Well, he's a good guy. He does remove church, he's a good guy. So he would say that he doesn't like to, he doesn't like he doesn't like going to church. Throughout the time that we dated, we dated for 10 months. I never dated anybody for one year before in my life. I said, it was is this my husband? <laughs> Only this my husband. And it's because it was a sign for me that this is my husband. That I, I, I've dated you for one year now. Ha! In my life, all the guys, no. To so this one. <laughs> This one, listen, oh, he will say ah, that he doesn't like church, he doesn't like church. So, that is all. So, I'll say, okay, of all the times that we were together, it just it only came to my church once, and that once it was like this. They are singing prayers, I watch it, it will be like this, you'll be looking like this, you know. So, while I was with him, I had this. Because then I was just still growing in the spirit. I didn't know how God talks and all of that. But there was always, there was, there was always this, um, how do I say it, unrest. Like, uh, he's always like pushing me to break up, to break up, break up. So Sarah, he, within that time, Sarah, like I broke up like six times. <laughs> in that time, so he, we will break up. I will tell him that I'm not doing it again. And he will beg me and beg me and beg me and beg me. And I'll say, okay, 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 don't do that again. Don't drink again. Don't keep these friends again. I don't like it. I don't like them. I don't know. I don't want them around you. Don't drink. Don't drink. Don't drink. Okay. He, he will say, he, he will stop. And he was stopping. He was trying. He was trying. But hey, there was a time that I said I will leave him for no reason. I just said, I will leave him. I will, I will leave him. I will just, I will just summon courage. I said, I'm not doing it. And this one will be the final one, final breakup. I'm not going back. And I did it. I did it. Guess what? Three months after I broke up with him, he died. And when he died, that was when I knew that he was a cultist. Because it was one of the other cult, I'm not, maybe if you are here now, Abby. So another, maybe, uh, eh? Buka. So one of, maybe, maybe he's here. So the Buka, one of the, they came 
and shot him in his car, in the neck. And this was a guy that, in his car, we, I was always with him. Like, I, I, in that time that I was with him, I, I barely climbed by bike. Yes, we were like always together. He would come and pick me. He would take me. He would, I, was, I was enjoying. I was enjoying. And I never saw a sign that he was a cultist. So I, me, church girl, have been involved with a cultist. I never knew. So some people can pretend that you can be fooled and you will not know. But there was this unrest in me because I was, I mean, because I loved God. I just knew that this is not right. How can somebody not be going to church? It is not right. God is not a walking the person. You might not be spiritual. You might not know the Bible. I mean, you might not be so spiritual. But when you see signs, there is no how the Holy Spirit, God is faithful. He's a faithful God. He will lead you even when you don't know that it's God leading you. I mean, I was like, after he died, I said, what if I was in his car on that day? What if we were riding together? We didn't shoot him and leave me. I don't, I don't think so. Cultist? I said, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Even when I did not know that you were leading me, I yielded. Thank you for saving me. I mean, he was such a, he was such a good guy, according to me. Ah. My brother, my sister, it is not hard for you to see God at work in somebody. And for you to see that God is not at work in somebody. It is just simple. Just follow the spirit. Even when you don't know that it is God leading you. Or even when you don't understand taking that decision. Just yield yourself to the, to the spirit. And please, I'm leaving now. The Bible says to be carnally minded is what? Death. Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the word of God. Get close to God. Get spiritual. It's not a disadvantage. It's not boring. It's for yourselves. It is for your peace. God will help you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we jam those hands together louder and better? Wow. So let's take our seat. Thank you, Ma. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibesa podcast. Like, 
and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeso or at Gracemade NG.